lights in the city of palms. Call me what you want when you want if you want. And you can call me names if you call me up. Three nights at the Saturday sesh. Sipping on champagne in France. That's what they'll be doing. The All Blacks celebrating Sam Whitelock, equaling Richie McCaw's record for most appearances. And that's exactly where Daniel McCarty will be. He'll be probably on a bus on the way to Bordeaux, just celebrating this victory. 71-3. It was always going to happen. A comfortable win, as expected, from the All Blacks. And there were elements of the performance that will no doubt leave Ian Foster less than pleased. Defensively, they were strong, the All Blacks. They defended a number of line-out drives in the second half. There was some fine attacking moments as the power, pace, and skill of the All Blacks ran rampant in broken play. Well, now, Graham's phone back, which is brilliant. Graham from Christchurch, I'm really sorry that um, I couldn't hear you earlier. We were having a few technical difficulties, but Graham, yeah, you're back, back, back in the mix. Oh, yeah, no, no problems there. These things happen, don't they? Yeah, yeah, it does. No. So how, how are your thoughts this morning? You must be pretty happy with that performance? Oh, yeah. Well, obviously, you would be happy with a, with that scoreline. Yeah, I mean, but it's also, you know, it's it's an easy one to pour cold water on, but also you've got to be happy that, like, you know, you've got to play who's in front of you. I know it's a cliche everyone uses nowadays, but... Um, yeah, I, I think the individual performances of, like, Justin Marshall was saying to Daniel before... I think there were some some significant ones, you know. Like obviously, I think Cam Roygaard, who should have been on the bench last week, yeah, he he goes straight into the bench for the Italian game. Um, I, you know, I think that he does he just playing so well. I know, I mean, he got a try against South Africa um, when he came on a brilliant try in London, and then you know, this today he's played very well again. I, I'd like to see Lester Fraganuku. Um, you know, on the back of what he's done with the Crusaders, you know, it was against Namibia once again, but he is a force to be reckoned with, his work rate and his ball and hand work. Yeah, I just, you know, I think he's another one. Those two players probably would be the most significant movers and shakers of that starting team. Uh, I think Cam Roy got... Oh, sorry, Graham, but I think you yep, mentioned yep. Cam Roygaard. I think the thing that really impressed with, with him, and I don't know if you found the same, was his decision-making, how crisp it was, and how much confidence he brought to the group. Um, you know, I know it's Namibia, but he, he played, um, it wasn't just a solid game, but he took some risks. He took some risks. He saw gaps, um, and he, he was really explosive. He was, he was an absolute standout, like you said. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, I, I, and you know, Justin Marshall said earlier in the year with Mark Watson on a Sunday show during the Super Rugby season that he felt that he shouldn't be in the World Cup squad and there were a lot of... I mean, I'd have had Weber over there, possibly ahead of uh, Christie as well. Um, but, but I think that, yeah, this guy really is, as Justin says, a, you know, he's a, he's a high flyer in the halfback stakes, especially, you know, we've got a lot of good halfbacks around, experienced older ones and... Young ones coming through as well, all different styles. But, yeah, he, he definitely, I think, deserves... I think you know, Antoine Leonard-Brown played very, very well too um, in the midfield. But, yeah, I think Leicester too. i really like to see him in that starting team for the All Blacks uh, out wide. I just think he adds, gives a lot of uncertainty to the opposition. 
uh, you can't, you know, force of nature, really. Um, but we'll, we'll see what happens there. I, I think there's a bit of food for thought. Yeah, the, the loose forwards, you know, it's hard to to judge them because obviously we know how good Artie is, but he plays well against anybody. But yeah, how good, you know, Dalton properly probably not another great game, really. I don't think, but. Yeah, I don't. I think he's. Yeah, they'll be interesting. There's some interesting selection conundrums. I think they lost last week, coupled with this big win. Um, but I think they'll have to take an overview of the form from earlier in the season too, and say, well, we need to make changes. Um, you know, about four, four to five changes, I believe, from last week's starting lineup. And it's but, it's tough though, Graham. Like, how do you? I mean. Namibia, they lose 52-8 to Italy. <clears throat> They've still got France to go oh, exactly. in the next game. Like, yeah, I mean, do you base uh, people's performance on this game? I mean, this is one where, in a cricketing sense, I would love to have played, you know, get my stats oh, yeah. up. Um, but I guess you look at the positives and you go, as you mentioned, Cam Roygaard, Lester Fanganuku, um, they were standouts. While Sam Whitelock, Adi Sevilla, Bowden Barrett and Anton Lennon-Brown were, were pretty solid. Um, I still think, you know, I was at a golf day um, and Izzy Dag was there and one of the things that came up was the Richie Moanga, Damien McKenzie and Bowden Barrett. It's like, do we still, you know, oh, a, lot of, well. a lot of feeling is that Bowden should be at yeah. 10 and it's like, we, we it's still up in the air really. Uh, well, at least for us as um, as fans and, and uh, media, like no one really knows what, what they're thinking in that space. Yeah, well, I've spoke to Izzy on his morning show. I, I mean, I, I think well, I think Richie is. I think most people think he's the number one now, uh, and long last, you know, and he should be and deserves it. And well, I don't like the dual playmaker, and there's nothing against Bowden Barrett. Uh, I think him and Damien, you know, vie for a bench position. Uh, Damien probably pitches ahead of him on that, and because of his. You know, a lot of people talk about the fact he brings a lot off the bench late in the game. And I also, you know, the full-back position, uh, Will Jordan, whether he's injured or not, and I was talking to Izzy about that on the radio the other day, that they they seem reluctant to even play him there. So i just bemused by that, too. Because, uh, yeah, you know, these are players like Roy Gard who have played well during Super Rugby and have a body of work behind them. In previous seasons too, so, but yeah, what what happens? Yeah, it's going to be there's 12 days till the next game, so uh, yeah, that, that'll be up in the yeah, it's going to be that that'll be a a big discussion point in the next election, that's for sure. No, oh, well, they're heading to Bordeaux. I heard uh, Ian Foster say for the next week, so they're going to be training hard. He said there, but let's spare a thought for Namibia. I mean, yeah, Namibia, yeah. <laughs> Graham, like. <laughs> The poor guys, uh, that they, they get hit 52-8 against Italy, then 71-3 against New Zealand. And now they've still got France, and they're going to prepare for their last game, Uruguay. So Uruguay is the one that they're probably eyeing up at the start of the, the tournament. But what do you do? Do you just get on the, the, the vinos now? Do you just start going on vineyard, vineyard tours? I mean, they must be bruised and battered um, heading into to their next game. Oh, exactly. And that's... That's one thing that's never changed. I remember the 87 World Cup and there were teams... Yeah, rugby World Cups aren't like football World Cups, even though Uruguay did push France. And we've seen other games too. The Fijians, there's a lot of teams that have gone up, like the Fijians, for instance, and the Tongans and some... Especially the Pacific Island teams. But, uh, yeah, there is a big disparity, especially in the with the European teams. 
uh, against some of the, the lesser European teams I'm talking about and, and the rest, and, and they are cannon fodder by and large, and, and that cha- has, hasn't changed. But, yeah, what the yeah, I mean, they, they are a bit of a, yeah, fringe country rugby-wise. I mean, they've got a border with South Africa, and they, I know they, they, they obviously have a lot of the same history as South Africa, but so they have a bit of a rugby background with them. But, I mean, where, where they go, I mean, that's their problem. But I do feel for them, I agree <laughs> with you. It is a very, very tough situation to know they're facing France next. That's for sure. Though the Uruguayans will probably give, probably they'll probably look at that and say, "Well, let's give them a go." You know, and I say good luck to them. <laughs> oh well, Graham, thanks a lot. It's great having you on the show. And sounds like you, you're probably in the same headspace as most New Zealanders, where you know there were yeah. Cam Roygaard and Lester Fanganuku, great games. Like, are we reevaluating what our top squad looks like? So, thanks a lot. Great having you on the show. Right, and uh, thanks for listening. Let's go to Zaid in Auckland. Zaid. What's the pulse check over there in Auckland like? Yeah, good, thanks. Looking forward to the Warriors game tonight. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, the first thing that you said, it was Mount Smart sold out. Uh, yeah, you feeling positive about that one? Positive about um, it today? Yeah, I, think we can do, I think we can do it, eh? I think we'll yep, be this one, is the year. Yeah. <laughs> did, did, um... Did I hear Tim Salvi's being ruled out with the world, from the World Cup with a broken hand? No. Has that really from just come night? through? Well, yeah, I'm going to be searching feverishly on, no? online. Uh, yeah, yeah. I wondered why he wasn't playing. Um, I, I have heard that, um, uh, that one of the players has come back or, or will be coming back, Ben Lister. So he injured his hamstring while fielding. So he's returning home. Yeah, yeah. But I haven't had um, anything um, around Tim Southey. Oh, hang on a second. An x-ray has confirmed that Tim Southey dislocated and fractured a bone in his right thumb while attempting so to take a catch the World in Cup the 14th then? over. A uh, timeline for oh, his okay. recovery will be established tomorrow when he undergoes further assessment. Uh, Finn Allen was cleared of a fracture and break after injuring the, the, the little ring finger. His right hand, yeah. uh, while on as a substitute fielder, and Daryl Mitchell dislocated the ring finger on his left hand while taking a catch to dismiss <laughs> Bearstow, uh, but was able What's to return to the, the field. What's happening to the fingers there, mate? Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, Zade, but you, you got me worried there. Uh, that doesn't look good. I've, I've actually, um, I've fractured my, my right thumb, and you actually, you yeah. can't bowl. You can't bowl with a fractured thumb. That's sort of your guide as to how the seam gets released out of the hand so let's just hope yeah. that it's not as or it's a fracture that potentially tim southey can still use that that thumb but that's a, a big blow to the black caps leading up to the world cup what do you think about the the last few big losses to england yeah um well i woke up this morning and i, I had a look and you know i think it's just lack of hundreds aid you, you look at um england england managed to get players that scored hundreds when we did have a player that scored a hundred or players um in conway and, and mitchell suddenly uh you know we beat england and one day cricket's about scoring hundreds it's not about 30s and 40s it's about getting those hundreds those big scores so that you can get that big total or actually um look to to attack a big total the interesting thing is that england uh batted first in every single one of those odis so we were always chasing yeah. 
it might might give us an indication of how how good we are as a, a chasing team. Now, but Zaid, I want to ask you, Mount Smart, the wise, there's obviously such a following. We probably don't feel it as heavily down here in Wellington. What is that movement like? I, you know, it almost feels like the movement the breakers had when they were dominant. Yeah, big big following behind them, obviously. After wise has kind of gone pretty viral, you know, taken off this year. And yeah, obviously their, their first final at home since 2008 and obviously sold out and about 40 minutes so it was yeah pretty pretty big impact and if, if they can beat the Knights and you never know from from now on they got the Broncos and they could they go go back to Brisbane will be a tough one but if Johnson's fit tonight we'll see an hour before the game kicks off if you'll be playing but I think if Johnson plays I think Warriors win. Oh, okay Zaid well great having you on the show thanks for listening love your insights good, and uh, you. up up the waz eh Zaid? Waz. <laughs> we just had a little wise there well we'll be back after the break we've got Scotty Stevenson coming up on the show Daniel McCarty well he's a no show today but he deserves the rest he's had a long call today the World Cup game and uh, great performance from the All Blacks it's here from you on 0800 150 811 after the break text us double eight double three.